part of our process is to really come together and exchange ideas. So it's 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 not a uh, top-down approach wherein I'm the principal architect and you know do whatever I want. It's not like that. Um, it's basically okay. Here's the design problem. I'll explain as much as possible what I understand um, of the problem, and then let's pool our resources together. Let's pool all of our creativity um, into one place. And so we always come together and brainstorm. Hi, this is Coach Anda. Welcome to Leading Great Workplaces. In this series, I will be talking to successful leaders and other globally recognized coaches on how they were able to create a great working environment by helping people thrive in their role. Through the stories of success and failures, you will be able to gain insights that will inspire you to lead a great workplace and build successful teams. Hi everyone, this is Coach Anda and we're here to talk to you today about leading great workspaces. I'm excited to uh, interview our, our next speaker for today and it's Jason Bensalido. He's the, he's the owner of Bensalido Architects and it's a very interesting architectural firm because when you see um, his design, it's really a standout. And, and talking to him earlier, like his, he was saying that his, his, the reason why he, he set this up was also to make an impact on the lives of other people. It's the experience that they're getting. You have a house built by you. And, and because of um, the design and the way it looks and really helping them achieve their dream house, their dreams. So it's an it's a overall experience and really making that impact in the lives of Filipinos. The reason why I also invited Jason today is we did some coaching sessions together, um, group coaching and an individual setting. And also I wanted to find out um, from him what makes his company a great workplace to, to be in. And as I talked to the leaders in this company, they've all said the same thing that they, they enjoy working with Jason. So it's going to be very interesting to find out what are the behind the scenes and what are the strategies that Jason is using to be able to build a great workplace. All right. So hi, Jason. Hey, Anda. Yeah. Thanks hey. for having me. Thanks for yeah, having me. Um, really to excited to have you today and to really bring in another fresh perspective on how to create those great strategies at work. So maybe you can tell us more about that. How are you um, able to create that great workplace that people in the company always tell me about? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think we didn't start that way. Um, when I started the office, it was uh, just one opportunity after the other presenting itself to me that uh, I just wanted to grab, right? Because not everybody gets this, um, you know, an opportunity to start a firm uh, right away, especially um, in, in the field of architecture, especially during my time. No? Now, of course, it's easier to set up a practice because, uh, you know, it's easier to reach people through social media, Instagram, Facebook. But um, when, when I was conceiving, um, kind of starting a firm, the original plan was really to come up with a firm when I'm 50 or when I'm 60, when I've built maybe um, a good solid network, uh, built up a solid experience and so on. But uh, when I started out, um, um, I was 26 uh, when I founded the firm. And um, the reason why I was able to start was because uh, I had won a national competition to uh, sort of redesign the entire cultural center of the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And it was well publicized. Um, and so, you know, we, we got a lot of inquiries. So it was an opportunity that uh, came, uh, you know, through the door and I wasn't prepared for it, right? Um, I wasn't prepared for the world of 
you know, entrepreneurship. So if you're talking about a great workplace, I didn't, it wasn't really uh, intentional at the very onset. I guess it naturally evolved to be so. Um, and a big portion of that is because of the people that um, I work with, right? Um, um, what do you think I, would be the foundation of that? Um, you're talking about the people that you work with. So yeah. how did you build it on the people? Yeah. So from the very onset, I really wanted a firm that offered something different, that was highly unique, right? Um, maybe it wasn't intentionally a business decision to do so, right? Like, like I wanted to offer a unique design so that, uh, you know, it's uh, something that is different in the market and therefore attract clients. I just wanted to be different, period, without, you know, any consequence in terms of uh, uh, the business side of things. But um, so I was very clear from the very onset uh, as far as being unique, as far as being uh, different is concerned. It just so happened that that desire um, kind of also aligned with the kind of architecture uh, that we produce. And uh, I guess there was a gap in the market that was looking for unique things, uh, you know, especially when I founded the firm in 2005, you know, uh, the whole landscape of, of the Philippines architecturally was starting to look the same. Mm. We were all uh, kind of living in a generic kind of urban environment, you know, and um, it was very trendy. So uh, we wanted to create something that's, um, you know, uh, highly differentiated uh, that, that stemmed from inside of me that eventually kind of um, aligned with the value system of uh, the office. And since we were clear at that uh, inception of the office, I guess we attracted people who also were kind of looking for an alternative um, kind of architecture, uh, kind of projects that uh, they wanted to be part of. Yeah. So I, I um, like what you said about um, it stemmed inside of you. That's, that's, right. really deep. that's so strong. Yeah. And so, um, how were you able to like share that and bring that out you know um and probably the company stands for that when they work there it's very clear you've shown me your that your core values are really nicely written on your on your mm -hmm. wall and all that so how are you able to live that out what was inside you uh well well um i think that stems from a you know those typical uh, black sheep uh, syndrome that you grow up with if you're like a middle child um, and so on and so so i grew up as a middle child um, and growing up, uh, of course, it was so easy to be a victim uh, that, hey, you know, I need, uh, you know, my, my older brother is doing well in school. My younger sister is getting all the attention. So I think um, being different was kind of my response to that uh, context. Uh, but in reality, now that I'm, you know, an adult and looking back to the way I was raised and the way that I was brought up by my parents, you know, there was really no reason to uh to to think that it was just probably the immaturity in me that thought that i had the black sheep uh, syndrome but in reality you know uh, we were all given extra attention i grew up in a loving home and so on but i used that um immature feeling right uh, into something uh that is productive that is something that is of purpose mm. and it just turned out that hey you know People are really different. I mean, you're different from me. I'm different from, you know, um, everybody else. And so I thought architecture should be the same. It should be a reflection of values, um, of the characteristics, of the goals, of the desires of each and every person. 
And if that's the case, then why do we live in a built environment that looks monotonous, that looks the same? That, for example, our cities could easily look like a city from the other side of the world, right? So, yeah. you know, that naturally led to this desire to come up with a unique contemporary Philippine architecture, something that yeah, you need so it's, to it's very distinct with your design and that um, diff being different, right? Being different, innovative. Mm -hmm. And so I was, I wanted to focus on that being different. So um, with your team as well, because you talked about differentiating and looking at uh, what makes you different. Is it something that you apply to your, your team as well, looking at them as um, different individuals or bringing out, how do you bring out their strengths? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, absolutely. I mean, all of us are different. We all have strengths and weaknesses. Uh, we all have different interests and so on. So, so how do you use uh, that as a leader? Like what um, are there programs you do or initiatives or are there some steps that you do that um, that has helped bring out the strengths of the of the team as you look into them well firstly of course I needed to um, get to know them you know um, not just on a professional uh, basis but also on uh, uh, I guess a personal more on a personal um, capacity right and um uh, I guess we were able to do that by creating moments in the office. Moments in the are, office, interesting. Yeah. What, what, are, what are these moments in the office? Um, well, uh, we would always, like, for example, whenever we have meetings, there would always be, like, for example, at the start of the meeting, uh, you would ask them how they are, how was your weekend, and you, even before pandemic, you were already doing even that. Before the pandemic, yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. Yeah. Before the pandemic, we would do that um, a lot um, because you know, for example, uh, we're in the design field, right? And uh, part of our process is to really come together and exchange ideas. So it's 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 not a uh, top-down approach wherein I'm the principal architect and you know do whatever I want. It's not like that. Um, it's basically, okay, here's the design problem. I'll explain as much as possible what I understand um, of the problem. And then let's pool our resources together. Let's pool all of our creativity um, into one place. And so we always come together and brainstorm. And um, we have different kinds of sessions. Of course, uh, we have technical sessions wherein we talk about the scientific side of architecture. We have brainstorming sessions that are scheduled, that are formal, but we also have informal brainstorming session. So we make sure that uh, whatever it is, whether formal or informal, uh, we make sure that all ideas are heard. Uh, that, um, you know, uh, I make it a point that, hey, you know, uh, while we were walking uh, along the hallway, uh, one of my partners thought of an idea. And so the rest of the team would think that, hey, you know, it doesn't have to be in a conference room pala that I can think of an idea so, oh, I, so I love so, that I love yeah. how you spark that brainstorming and you know like that that, that this thing that you're sharing with about brainstorming it's something actually that um, when I coach your leaders that's something they mention and that's something mm -hmm. that they miss that yeah. they like that you yeah. just have those mini brainstorming sessions whether formal informal yeah. exactly what you're talking about yeah, so, so the different, yeah. sorry, the different programs that we have. So uh, we have Technical Innovations Tuesdays. So every Tuesday we would uh, invite, um, you know, uh, a supplier who would talk to us about uh, the pros and cons, the ins and outs of their different products, right? So that's one program. Uh, we have uh, Free Fridays, which is, I guess, more of the informal 
uh, kind of opportunity to interact and um, connect with each other. So Free Fridays is where we uh, kind of think of activities um, once or twice a month. We would think of an activity outside of the office. It may or may not be related to architecture. And then we just go. So for example, uh, we've been to a museum uh, together. Uh, we've done, uh, you know, those, um, it's like a, you, you go to a branch of this, uh, uh, I forget that uh, the break, you're trapped in a space and then you oh yeah yeah those escape rooms escape yeah so parang you know all of those things and then we have sports fests we have uh you know whatever so whatever they think of we take a survey and then we schedule it and then uh you know tuck it as a part of our um, hr budget right sometimes we um get together and uh, kind of synthesize our experience and learning. Sometimes well, it's just about having fun. Mm -hmm. And um, it's this kind of culture where people feel that uh, they're, they're connected to each other, where they feel that, uh, you know, uh, it's okay to have fun in such a way that that kind of culture, you can even bring it to brainstorming sessions that I always say that, hey, guys, um, even if you think your idea is, is uh, in your mind is... Um, uh, parang, I, I don't want to use the word, but you know, if you think that in your mind it's stupid, just blurt it out because it, you know, we'll never know that might actually be the solution to the problem. So, you know, it's about creating a space where any idea is valid that you're, well, you're, what yeah, what I'm hearing from you right now is so many great ideas. So, it's that I think it's the, the main thing is really giving that, um, respecting each each and every person there and that each and every person has something to share. And I right. think by encouraging those spaces right. where you can brainstorm, you can get together, whether informal, informal encourages that. So like you put some structure into it that creates right. a culture. And I think that's wonderful because, um, and I, like I said, that's what I hear from them, that they feel like they're free, that they can really express themselves. Yeah. So you've it brought that- reality because as a leader, for example, I have an idea implement it i mean it's so it's sometimes it's easy to do that mm. right i have an idea this is the design this is the direction of the company here you go guys but um we uh we intentionally take a step back hold off the solution giving and create a platform um, of asking as well so he, guys here's the situation here's the context um, i have some ideas but i'd love to hear what everybody thinks about uh, about about the situation first, and then we, we make sure to uh, uh, don't, not not shoot down any idea if it's not applicable or apt for the current context. Then perhaps we can either park it to be used for another context, or perhaps combine or cross pollinate uh, ideas to create a you know uh, a more appropriate solution. I love it. I love it because that's uh, that's actually the coaching language. So not judging anyone, taking that step back, listening to what they have to say, that you're not the only one with the answers, that the answers can be with the people that you're, you're working with, that the people yeah. you're collaborating with. You may have one idea, but making sure that maybe um, other people have different um, angles to it or can share you different things about it. So I love that. I really love that, that, that part of your organization. So I was wondering, were there any challenges that you encountered in, in being able to to um, have that kind of culture. 
So yeah, we, you know where it is now because it's like really wonderful. Everyone's collaborating. Yeah. It's a creative culture. But mm-hmm. you know, um, steps to get there. Also, what what were some of the challenges, or maybe can name one challenge that you've had? Well, as I mentioned, it takes extra time. It takes um, it takes work, especially if it's not part of your culture yet. Uh, if you're not used to this kind of process, of course, anything new, it takes time. You know, getting used to like. Uh, what I mentioned a while ago. It's so easy to, hey guys, I have a solution already to the design. You just do this. But, you know, you, you create extra time. You carve out extra time in the entire week, in the entire month to set up a session wherein everybody's um, uh, ideas are heard. And then um, as a leader, I guess uh, one of your most important jobs is to make sure that everybody's heard. Every, uh, is, is to create that environment of a, kind of a safe space Right? Uh, an environment of no judgment, and uh, make sure to sift properly what is appropriate. So if it's not appropriate, you have to make sure that you communicate that properly, that you don't shoot it down in a negative way. Recognize the courage, of course, of that person to bring that uh, idea to the table. Uh, but if it's not appropriate, uh, communicate it properly and in a non-negative uh, way and set it aside. And then you can perhaps say that maybe we can use it in the next project. And even if it's more difficult, try to find ways to kind of um, stitch new ideas to create a, a stronger one. And, and to a certain extent, uh, even swallow your pride. Even if, let's say, hey, you thought that you had the best idea, but if you know another idea comes that's better than, than what you initially thought of, have that humility also to take a step back and let that idea from somebody else uh, shine brighter. So. Yeah, I love that that you said that yeah, your idea may not have been the best idea. And maybe sometimes we have a hard time just swallowing that and just yeah. like, okay, it may not be a good idea or maybe other people have better ideas. And really, I think it's it's good to just focus on what is the overall goal of our, of right. our organization, of the project and look at it in the bigger picture. So I like also what you mentioned about, um, you know, sometimes it's a difficult conversation could be. So for, for people who have, you know, given um, suggestions that you feel like maybe are not, um, okay right now or uh, maybe not what you're looking for also it's like finding a way to say it right finding yeah. a way to say it to them without really uh, making them feel bad or really shooting yeah. it down so yeah. that that's an art in itself to, yeah. to be able to not difficult do that. yeah it's yeah. difficult yeah. but um, it's worth it in the end because um, they also develop the confidence mm-hmm. um, over time um, so much so that you know you also don't find yourself treading on uh, you know sensitive ground anymore because they've developed a certain toughness inside as well knowing that it's a safe space uh, that it really all already becomes part of your culture it becomes part of your process that like what you said they're, they're starting to miss it which um, uh, hopefully we uh, get into soon uh, again because uh, we're coming back to the office in a more regular fashion yeah, yeah I know we all hope for that uh, I also want to ask you, how do you think um, coaching can help build a great workplace based on um, what have you experienced so far? Um, well, it's, it's definitely going to be one of the best ways to um, uh, bring out the best in people. Mm. Uh, because uh, through coaching, you don't impose anything. You empathize with them and, um, by making sure that they are heard. They they feel that not only their leads, but the entire company cares about them, cares about what they have to say. 
cares about their goals also, what they like, what they don't like. Because, um, you know, coaching after all is um, in a way co-creating your goals, creating it for yourself, but also co-creating it with your coach, but uh, in a non-imposing way. So the coach really brings out the strengths, the weaknesses, makes you realize things uh, that sometimes you're not aware of. So it helps you uh, bring yourself to a place that you're self-aware so that you can maximize your strengths and align it to the purpose of the office and perhaps work on your weaknesses. So it brings you to uh, a partner with a coach and you're using the actually a coaching term, co-creating that conversation with the coach helps you just be more self-aware and really look at yourself, right. not just your strength, yeah. but also the areas that you need to grow in. And I'm hearing also the support that the coach can give um, during um, difficult times and, or even being with them during um, times when they're, they're doing very well as well. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. It really I helps have, that yeah. uh, you talk to somebody um, outside of your context. So a lot of times uh, leaders think that, oh, since I'm, I'm uh, the superior uh, in terms of the hierarchy, maybe I'm at a position to uh, tell them what to do or help them. While that is also the case, that should be the case, right? Like if you're the leader of someone, you should always be in a serving uh, and helping kind of attitude. But uh, you're within the same context. Mm -hmm. So sometimes um, they're more comfortable when somebody from outside of, you know, your context of your, you know, um, uh, brings that out in you. That's so, true. That's true. Because sometimes in the company you have um, all these, uh, like you don't really share everything. I mean, of course you're yourself, but then they're because you work in an organization. But then sometimes there are things that you keep. But if you're an uh, outsider, an outsider kind of helps you bring all of those other things out because you don't know that outsider, right? Yeah. Right. Great. Um, so I want to know. Um, this is my, my last question. So I want to know um, what's one characteristic uh, a you think a leader should have. Mm -hmm. to be able to lead a great workplace. And there's many characteristics and values out there, but what do you think is one important one? Hmm. Wow, that's a difficult question. Mm -hmm. There's many uh, out there. So yeah, what feels strongly for you and you know, maybe looking at yourself or other mm -hmm. uh, leaders, what would that one characteristic be? Can it be two? No, just kidding. <laughs> um, maybe grit. Grit, yes. Okay, so why grit? Grit is um, not giving up despite the situation. It's always, uh, you know, doing your best at every situation, whether a difficult one or an easy one. It's um, this constant desire to be better. So tomorrow I should be better. Uh, tomorrow I should do a little bit more than what I did today. It really bridges you know you to one from one point to another whether like what i said whether that's an easy situation or a difficult situation and um it encompasses everything right because uh, with grit um you, you 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 probably have courage with grit you probably have an understanding of your purpose mm -hmm. and that's why you're you're keeping at it because you know the why of uh, your organization and so uh it's connected to a lot of things and, yeah you know, I, think I, I like how you define it that keeping at it and i think that's what grit does it makes us persevere yeah. even right. during difficult situations to make sure that um whatever we start that we complete and it carries right. us through i like also the stuff that you said that kind of comes with grit especially uh on purpose on your why 
and tying that up together with grit as well to be able to help pull you through. Wonderful. Yeah. So thanks so much, Jason. We learned so much from you today. So watch out for our next episode on leading great places to work. Thank you. Thank you.